Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Waiver Wire podcast. It is the Super Bowl. We figured we'd spare you from two weeks of Super Bowl content and just hit you with one really dope episode. Joining me, as always, Jen Piacenti. Jen, how are you? I'm doing well, Jerry. I missed you, though. Like, I feel like it's been so long. I mean, here we are talking twice a week. We're, like, arguing. We're fighting with each other. We're helping each other win championships. And then then Nothing. I mean, like, I need, it yeah. ghosted me, Jerry. It ghosted me. I did ghost you. I also sometimes, I need to stop hearing myself talk. I hear you. Which is not good if you're hosting a podcast, but <laughs> I was just like, you know what? I think I need to just, you know, lay back a little bit. Uh, no, in full disclosure too, um, it's just been crazy because we have another baby coming. So it, it, the the week off from the NFL just coincided well with some personal stuff that I needed and my <laughs> wife needed to get done well, and we're all good. So I uh, want props for not bothering you when the Matt Stafford trade went down because I thought immediately about, oh my God, Stafford, how do you think about him for fantasy next year? Is he top 12? But I didn't do it. I didn't do it. We have time to think about it. Well, no reactions. It's a great place to start. And believe me, believe me, we are going to talk <laughs> Super Bowl. We're going to give you our picks. We're going to we're gonna dust off Prop Piacenti and get some great props. I went overboard with the props. And then we even have a fun little talk, or maybe we'll start with that after we talk Stafford. I want to kind of talk your most favorite Super Bowl city. Yours. Not like the proper answer, everybody might say. Like, I want Jen, Jen's favorite Super Bowl city. If she was going to a Super Bowl, where would you want to be going? And also want to hear, you know, I think we know Martin's answer. He even let us know off air, but we'll get to that too. And, uh, but then also I want to talk um, Super Bowl you most wished you had gone to, be it one from your favorite team, the Cowboys, or uh, maybe just like an all around good game that also was in a dope city with some other stuff. So we're going to talk all that, but Matthew Stafford. Okay, and I'm listening to all the, he was in Cabo and McVeigh was in Cabo. By the way, Chileno Bay, where they reportedly stayed, I have stayed at. That is a lovely, lovely hotel. Uh, it's been 10 years, though. Uh, it, it certainly seemed like after that Rams game, like, obviously, all right, a move is going to happen. We knew Stafford asked out. It really is the perfect place. We discussed, like, a couple of different homes for some of these quarterbacks. Um, where does he go in fantasy now? Um, I... He's always been a great fantasy quarterback. Stafford's problems have always been injuries and the fact that, you know, he hasn't had the most talent around him. Now he has, although he did have Calvin Johnson for, uh, you know, some time. You can't say he had no talent. And he's had Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones Jr. But on the Rams now, they have three good running backs. They have two or three good receivers. They have two good tight ends. They have the best defense potentially in the NFL. I think he's going to be more valuable to the Rams than to fantasy. That's my initial take. I think his numbers will be fine, but I don't think he's like cracks the top five in fantasy quarterbacks. Do you? No, I don't think he cracks the top five, but I certainly think that he can be your QB one. Yeah. Like a top 12, you know, he gets a bad rap with this injury thing. You know, he's played 16 games per season, all seasons, but one. Um, which was 2019, which is recent memory. And he's, you know, he hasn't played the entire game, but he, he plays through injury. I actually think he's really, really tough. So the injury thing doesn't bother me. Like we thought, I I thought if we were going to see that, we would see it this season. And we did see a little bit, you know, but he kept playing through it, but he was playing with like no Kenny Galladay for a crap team that wasn't even trying to win. It seemed like they weren't even, you know, trying out DeAndre Swift and they should have, you just saw them make all these moves. So I like it for him for fantasy because now he has Cooper Cup. He has Robert Woods. He has Van Jefferson. Actually, like Van Jefferson and um, these these players, I think, are actually going to see a bit of an uptick as well, the deeper players. Um, But they're in a win now. I mean, they gave up so much to Detroit that they need to win now. And, And Cup and Woods are getting up there. You know, they're 28, 29. So it's a really interesting situation. I think Matt Stafford, you know, he was on target in 2019. Now he got injured, but he was on target to have a 5,000 yard season. And he's really, he usually throws over 
4,000, 4,500 yards sometimes. Um, so he's got the potential. It's just, let's see what happens with McVay, right? He certainly, I didn't mean like he's injury prone. I just mean that he plays hurt. He gets he injured, play but hurt. plays, and that sometimes does affect his performance, but you can't take it away from him, the fact that he's playing through. I think the yeah. biggest addition for Stafford is the fact that he has McVay. And, and he defense. has a coach who <laughs> knows how to coach offense, right. knows how to scheme, knows how to game plan. Like clearly McVay was not able to do some of the things he wanted to do with Goff and thinks he could do those things with Stafford. I trust McVay. I think it's going to be great. I think the Rams are going to be a big problem next year for people. But fantasy-wise, which was the initial question, I, I guess he does creep into the top 10. And if fully healthy and if, the, and if Cooper Cup's healthy and the team is fully healthy, I think he'll stay there. But I still think that this is going to be maybe more of a running team, you know, I think because they have three good, durable backs. I think this still would be, or at least a really balanced run pass team. I don't know if Stafford's going to be throwing 45 times a game. Yeah, I do think it will be a balanced um, team. And, I, and your point is good because if the defense can limit the other team, how much does he need to throw? Because they may not be coming from behind a lot, but maybe Matthew Stafford's just going to get unleashed now that he has these receivers. I don't know. I think it's interesting I mean, as far as Jared Goff is concerned, I don't think anybody was taking him as their QB1 anyway. But it's not a loss for Detroit. I feel like Detroit definitely came out maybe ahead on this. I mean, maybe the Rams will get to the Super Bowl again. But as far as Detroit, they have a good quarterback. They have two first-round picks now. They, they really are in a good spot to rebuild with a decent quarterback because they can use their a pick on a quarterback if they Can want I push to. back on that a little bit? Um, sure. There's things I like about it for both teams and things I don't like about it for both teams, okay? Obviously, what I like about it for the Rams is they are win now, mm -hmm. right? They are, like, all in. They clearly are betting on the fact that we're going to be a top <clears throat> three or four team in the NFL, so our draft pick's going to be 25 or up, you know? Like, it's not going to be a a, a great first-round pick. It's going to be a low-end first-round pick. That's right. what they're betting on. Right. I do think the Rams should not be done yet they need, in my opinion, and again, this is a fan fantasy perspective, they need a deep threat. They need someone to stretch the field. Cooper Cup is, right. is more of a mid-range target, and so is Robert Woods. They don't have anyone who kind of stretches the field, which for fantasy which value... Which is Brandon Cooks, who they sent to Houston. Right. So for fantasy value, too, that's why I was leaning toward like, oh, I think it's a little bit of a really good balanced offense, but maybe for fantasy... I don't know if Stafford's throwing for, you know, 350 and four TDs. Maybe he does because he's that talented. But I, I just hope the Rams have enough assets left to go get a reliable deep threat, someone on the outside. Because Cooper Cup is great at what he does. Robert Woods is great at what he does. They got two really good tight ends. And the run game, I think they just need someone to stretch that field. Yeah, you know? well, I think that that's where you're going to see – you know, Van Jefferson and these get, get their shot. But yeah, I agree. I think it would be nice if they could go get someone. They're going to have to spend some money. <clears throat> Do they have any left? Are I don't they think capped they have out? any What's, yeah, they, Like, they, I don't even know. I barely understand salary caps just, and structure now. Like, I, I just don't even, I know they got off the Goff money, but won't they still owe Goff some of that? Yeah, they're still picking up a lot of, I so, believe, they're still picking up a lot of Goff's salary. I don't think... So that's I mean, what I that's... don't like for them is like, do they have something left to just shore up that offense a little bit more? But either way, they're they're going to be in it. They're going to contend. Stafford's great. That video of him playing with a dislocated shoulder was fantastic. You see how tough he is. What I like about it for the Lions is, like you said, you get Goff, who, you know, is a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's made a Super Bowl, though, so you can't take that away from him. Still semi-young. Not, I mean, he's still kind of entering the prime. But he's kind of in that moment where that now you got to officially show us that you are a, you know, first overall pick or whatever. You know, you have to show us, you know, who you are. Uh, I don't love the money part of it for the Lions either. And I don't like, yes, do they have two first round picks? And I know this isn't the NBA first round picks in the NFL, even if they are late first round are still extremely valuable. All, most first round picks are starters like right away, no matter what the position for the most part. So I I get it, but it it the Rams are going to be good. That might be the twenty eighth overall pick. So yes, I I like it, uh, but I I don't know. I just I feel a lot better if there was a chance that the that pick might be top fifteen. You know, right. like, 
and I guess anything could happen one injury away and all that, but I, I don't see it. So things I like, things I don't like for sure. And it's just a whole new slate in Detroit. Detroit, hopefully now new coach, new everything. Like hopefully we really all are starting from the beginning and we get to see a whole new version of, cause it just wasn't working. They needed to let Stafford move on and just start over. So yeah, I think it works for both uh, quarterbacks to be honest. I think Goff can have a new, chance to start. he and McVay clearly didn't see the same way and I think that Sean McVay you know uh when he saw you know Wolford come in he saw oh like this is what a quarterback could do if he could scramble a little or move a little and he was like yeah I'm done with golf I'm just gonna deal with it as long as I can and uh I think he'd made up his mind let me just say to uh the football player who's in my fantasy league mm -hmm. when that trade would happen in our group text said um I've been around Stafford, obviously played against them. Uh, the Rams easily could win the Super Bowl with Matt Stafford. So that came from a wow. somewhere in the NFL player. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Still going to not give out his identity. Um, <laughs> Jen, question. Yeah. Have you ever been to a Super Bowl? I have not. You have not. been to a Super Bowl. I have been in a Super Bowl city at a Super Bowl event but not actually at the Super Bowl, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, I, 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 similarly, I went to a Super Bowl city when the Super Bowl was in your favorite city, Dallas, for your team, ah, okay? Mm -hmm. I went to the Packers-Steeler Super Bowl in Dallas. I actually was there working. I had, uh, we sold this show to DirecTV that was based on our fantasy football league, myself and Max Greenfield. I referenced it before. And the culmination of the season was I was playing, not only was I in my fantasy, you know, I won my fantasy Super Bowl, then I was playing in the direct TV beach bowl. You ever see that flag football in the sand game that they would do before the Super Bowl? Anyway, uh, you know, they have famous quarterbacks like Warren Moon, uh, The Bachelor, Jesse Palmer was in there, Barry Sanders was playing, Eddie George, like really, really fun. Not only did we win the beach bowl, my team, I was... Uh, the direct TV MVP, the beach ball. I went for like 11 wow. catches. I had a touchdown on Eddie George's face that I signed the ball for him and flipped it to him. And I did a sand angel. This is all on video. I'll send it to you. But anyway, did all that stuff. Super Bowl was the next day. Wake up next morning. Also frozen ice storm in Dallas. Didn't know that happened in it Dallas happens. quite often. Yes. It doesn't because... Well, it does it, actually. Ice no infrastructure. They, get. they don't get snow. They get ice and they can't drive in it. Well, it was snow. Right. There was like a foot of snow. Let me just say, and I, I love you, Dallas. Yeah, go look, 2011. You guys were not prepared for that. No, we're uh, not prepared for that. Not prepared not. at all. So uh, I woke up that Sunday morning. I had tickets to the game, and we also had our whole film crew who was going to go to the game. And then uh, a friend of mine who works for a jet company, okay? I, I've not flown on private planes. Like, I'm not fancy pants. I don't... I don't pay but for private so private planes. Episode, we've learned that uh, that Jerry has stayed at a fancy resort in Cabo where Sean McVay and Matt Stafford stay. We've learned that he's flown on a private jet it's 10 we've years ago. Okay, Things I'm are different just, 10 I'm years just... ago. <laughs> Things are different for me 10 years ago. Um, So the friend says to me, hey, I'm not staying for the game. Do you want my tickets? And I say, wait yeah. a minute. Um, why aren't you staying for the game? He's like, ah, I don't know. Packers Steelers don't feel like watching it. And it's no, I like, and I want to get this ride home on this private plane. Cause it's still bad weather. I think everyone's going to get delayed the Sunday and Monday. When you try to fly out of here, it's going to be a shit show. So I'm leaving. I say, you're going on a private plane. And it was another actor's private plane. I said, are there more seats left on this private plane? He's like, yeah, it's just like three of us. And I think it's a six or eight seater. I said, Instead of the two Super Bowl tickets, can you get me a seat on that plane? <laughs> We're all going back to L.A. He said, yeah. So then I gave his tickets and my tickets to the rest of our crew, and they went to the Super Bowl, and I flew back to L.A. at noon and was on my couch by 2.30 or 3 o'clock watching the Super Bowl comfortably in my own home. And I still have never actually seen a Super Bowl game, but I was in a city like you. So Is that too much similar. of a Hollywood story? It is totally a Hollywood story, but I loved it. Um, similar to you, it was the same. I was there for an event. Uh, it was a party that I was doing something at, and it was in Houston. And then Houston, yeah, it was in Houston. So it was the Denver when Denver won. And then I got on a plane the morning that morning, flew home, and watched the Super Bowl on my sofa in New York City. I think so, that's the move. 
yeah. I think that's the move. And it was um, actually fun. I kind of felt like I was there. I had all the gear. I'd been amongst everybody and all that stuff. And and then I sat at home with uh, like five of my friends and watched it on a Sunday night. It, what is your either number one or top two or three Super Bowl cities? If someone's going to say, hey, Jen, yeah. uh, I'm going to fly you to the Super Bowl, take care of you, first class all the way. Okay. What city are you most excited for the Super Bowl to be in? So I think Super Bowl, the most fun for the Super Bowl city is going to be, and this is something new. It's never been done before. So I'm predicting what Las Vegas. The Raiders <laughs> Stadium, you go. I mean, think about how first class you could be, right? And you can walk everywhere. I flew over it actually in a helicopter um, last January. It was really cool when they were building. It's going to be brand, you know, it's brand new. You can make your bets as you walk into the stadium. So you can bet on the Super Bowl as you're walking into the game. How much fun is that? Plus, you can stay wherever you want the Aria, the Win, whatever. You can eat the best, but you can even eat your chicken wings, Jerry. Your special chicken wings. You can have them ordered to your party. I didn't even. Well, when is that stadium going to be open next year? It's ready. Is it like they, they're playing? Did they play? The, where They didn't play there this year, right? Yeah, they did. Oh, they're they did. Okay. I didn't even think of that as a city because it still has not fully hit me. That it's the, right. that actually really might be number one. But also that could be number one. Um ways that it could go wrong like I, if they're gonna do a sequel True. to the hangover hangover four right they should do hangover now four at going to the story. super bowl we should yeah. do our reality show like a like a movie i can go horribly go wrong the, yeah it could go horribly you could lose all your money there, yeah, a lot a lot can awesome. a lot can happen uh that's great um that checks a lot of boxes. Weather's always great for the most Weather's part. It's, it's a little like cold at night. Degrees, cold at night, so you can. Oh, and ladies love that because you can like wear your like your cute mittens <laughs> and your hat. You can go Bernie Sanders style, or you can do whatever you want. And then during the day, you can kind of like be out at the hot tub in the pool. You do maybe a day a pool, bit. day pool party. You know, a little drink, day drinking. I mean, I think you can see a concert. You can get, you can have Cirque du Soleil people at your party doing tricks. I mean, how on. far is the stadium from like the strip? I'm and pretty sure. I'm trying to think. Close? We flew over. It, it's close. Oh yeah. Okay, that's cat, that's up there. Uh, do you have a number two? I'd say number two is probably New Orleans. New Orleans. The same reason. I think Martin's gonna back me up on this. The food, the music, yeah. the people, the Superdome. Could also be a Hangover sequel, uh, Super Bowl in New Orleans, because some God, stuff could I'm go wrong presenting there. Presenting myself as a real crazy party girl or something. I don't but know yeah, New Orleans. Now, obviously, you know, weather fine, but also mm -hmm. you're in a dome, so for the game, it doesn't really affect that all that much. Just, uh, I, I've Martin. Have you ever been to a Super Bowl in New Orleans or no? No, Jerry. I've never, I've never been to a Super Bowl nor flown on a private jet nor. <laughs> <laughs> again not my plane <laughs> not my plane football with barry sanders yeah I never <laughs> i'm not in a cool fantasy football league with an unknown football player no jerry i'm just your average podcast producer i've never been to the super bowl before but what would you be most excited about now like if you were going to a super bowl in new orleans what would what would get you the most fired up about being in new orleans for the super bowl well i did go to the sugar Bowl, oh, uh, that's cool. in New Orleans. It's a big deal. When Michigan played. Um, and I, you guys were saying all the things about Vegas being able to walk right there. I was like, well, I walked from Bourbon mm -hmm. Street yep. half a mile into the stadium and then filed my I will not be in class on Monday thing from <laughs> like, you know, Steve 37A. So that was, uh, that's one of the best things about it. The thing about Vegas that everybody's going to say, like, oh, Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. Vegas is like New Orleans Junior, honestly. It's New Orleans with no culture. That's all it is. It's got all the same laws as New Orleans, but New Orleans is actually like a historical city and people yes. like, like to live there. And it's not a million degrees in February. <laughs> um, I things. love New Orleans. I'm not gonna just, you know, but uh, it's only 75, it's only 65 to 70 in Las Vegas. And um, can you, can you bet on your way into the stadium in New Orleans, like actually in the stadium? Because I, my understanding time, is you can bet in the stadium. In Las by the time that fans are back in stadium in full force, we might be able to bet <laughs> in all 50, right. 50 states. It's happening. That's true. I hope so.
Uh, I have a few almost like optical illusion cities, right? Like Miami, you would mm -hmm. think is a great city, and maybe it is. But I mean, it is a great. City. I'm talking about for a Super Bowl. From, from Stadium's like a solid 25 yeah, minutes it's too away. Far. So if you really actually wanted to go to the game, you'd be enjoy. You'd be loving life Thursday through Saturday, partying away, beautiful weather, beaches, all that. I mean, I love South Beach, but yeah, it is a bummer when it's like, all right, this we got to leave like like 98 minutes early to right. get to the game. Uh, so that would be a little rough. I mean, everyone talks about oh, the NFL is definitely gonna want to like L.A. Look, I, I love L.A. Uh, I don't think. I would worry about the infrastructure of LA pre preparing for an event of that magnitude. LA is maybe the most spread out city right. when it comes down to it. I mean, it still will be pulled off shit. They did the Super Bowl in New York. Uh, well, actually in New Jersey, which I never thought I would see in my lifetime. So that they, they made that work. Sure, they can make LA work, but uh, that might be a little more of an optical illusion too. Um, I've heard good things about like Atlanta Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. uh, super convenient, mile from downtown. Also, just great city. And the one that's the most tricky and confusing that has like this crazy amount of street cred is Indianapolis. Indianapolis, yeah. because obviously retractable roof dome mm -hmm. situation, so you'll be comfortable in the game. And then they have that skywalk that pretty much like from all the major hotels you could like walk indoors all the way to the to the venue and everyone who went to that super bowl in 2012 i guess it was giants by the way victory mm -hmm. came back saying like what a great place for a super bowl can i put out one more city that i think we're i have missing? like yeah honorable mention like arizona like yeah i like arizona arizona sure. on my honorable mention nashville Oh, I think Nashville is really fun. It's got great food. Um, you can God, walk to the stadium. Before? I don't think so. I don't know. Um, but it's Music City, right? So imagine what they could do. They could just start a series, and they do this in Nashville because I lived there briefly. They they'll just put on like a series of events and concerts. They'll do street parties, and you know, like it's it's a small city, but it's got everything, and you can walk. Like if you stay in the Gulch, you can right. walk to Nissan Stadium if you want to, or take an Uber. You know, two minute Uber. So and there's drinking drinking. Why haven't they had bars. a? I don't know. Game. Wouldn't That's, it be fun? And I think the weather should be sense. temperate. So um, yeah, I think Nashville could be an underrated one. Okay. Uh, do you have a Super Bowl that you wish you had gone to? And obviously, if you want to pick one from your team, go for it. But there's there. I have a good list of ones that are not Giants related. For me, obviously, I had a chance to go to Giants Pats in 07, 08. Right. In Arizona. And you pass it up. For and I just. Oh, pass it up for a private. I opted not again, to go. Or? No. Listen, guys, if you want to make me out to We're be the, 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 the name dropper, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just telling stories, guys. These things happen. I'm not saying I deserve any of these things to happen to me. And I, again, never once have I ever paid for any private jet in my life. I did pay for the hotel room, though, in Cabo, but I don't travel a lot. Um, no, I decided not to go. I had tickets to the Giants-Patriots game. I just decided, for me, I do not want to watch my favorite team live in the Super Bowl. I, I just couldn't handle it because if it was a defeat and the Patriots are 18 and 0 to that point, you know, it's such a bummer it must so, be to be at the Super Bowl when your love team that you've that loses. That must suck getting your ass home. So it's interesting you say that because I put, you know, I, I will put that game as one that I would have wished I had been at. Because for sure, probably because it's not my team, but at the time I was living in New York and I lived in New York for a very long time and to see them come back late in the game on the game-winning drive, 88 yards, um, Eli Mann, you know, the whole thing, and beat the Patriots, the whole city of New York erupt. Like, you could hear it in the street on the Upper West Side. Is that name dropping? Do I sound fancy? I did live on the Upper West Side. That's <laughs> oh, true. Oh, gosh. Right on I'm quitting. Um, I'm quitting. So, no, <laughs> no, but it does. Anyway, um, you, you heard eruption everywhere. Like people screaming in the street. It was awesome. So I think it would have been cool to be at that game. And as you mentioned, it was in Indianapolis. So no, no, that one, that's the first Super Bowl. That was when the Patriots were undefeated. That's oh eight. I know we're getting confused with all our oh, Giants Super Bowl victories. 
Um, that one was 08. That was Arizona. I got you. Okay. So you're Which made it even more bad. painful for me because like I, okay. I, I'm in LA. I'm only like a 45, 60 minute flight away. Like I really should go. Right. I just decided not to go because I, not that I assumed we were going to lose. I thought we had a chance to win, but I just thought, man, if they lose this game and I'm all around all those Patriot fans celebrate, like it's going to be a miserable 24 hours trying to get the hell out of Arizona. Right. And I watched it at home with a lot of fr giant friends. And I, cause I'm also superstitious. I'm like, and then I, I, I cried after that game. I fully had tears in my eyes while watching, you know, Eli hold up the Super Bowl MVP trophy. So, okay. So that would have been one for you. That would have been one for me is the 2012 one because I just remember. Well, okay. The that was in Indianapolis. I came back and right. did, yeah, that one in Indianapolis. So my, I'm sorry. I, okay. I got so distracted. I have some ones, and we can maybe pick out of these, okay? We'll stick with the Giants for one minute, okay? Not to make this Giants heavy, but we're going to go all the way back to 1990. Giants-Bills with arguably the most famous missed field goal in the history of the NFL. Giants win 2019, okay? Bills had a Fort and Scott Norwood 47-yard kick to win it. Misses. Phil Simms out at quarterback. Jeff Hostetler running the offense. We're in Tampa. Okay. So we're in warm weather. Would have been mm -hmm. fun to be down there. Uh, Halftime show. New kids on the block. In KOTV. Yeah. So shout outs to all the early 90s uh, girls out there. But I'm going to redeem it with National Anthem, Whitney Houston. You literally are watching the most famous missed field goal and then arguably the most famous national anthem performance of all time. Okay, that I like been that. That would have been a good one. It's I like that. Now let me give you mine. Okay. So mine is 1993, obviously. It's the Dallas Cowboys absolutely blowing out the Buffalo Bills. Why? Because I was a wee babe when this happened, and it made a big impression on me. So we're talking about Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin, like those names that were superheroes to me when I was young. National anthem... Garth Brooks. Yeah, I'm a Texas girl. I love me some Garth Brooks. And the halftime show, Michael Jackson. And say what Oof. you want, Michael Jackson, since and whatever. But at, at that time, Michael yeah. Jackson, and yeah. you're getting smooth criminal, and you're getting, you know, just Michael Jackson. It's Michael Jackson performing music, performing music at a Super Bowl halftime show. And I mean, not to disparage any of the recent halftime shows, but. How, you know, to me, like I kind of also rate my Super Bowls by halftime shows like Paul McCartney, Prince, Michael Jackson. Like that is to me like you also get this amazing concert of and those are timeless icons. And Madonna was actually at that um, Giants Super Bowl I was talking about. These are people that are like classic and timeless. And any Super Bowl that has that kind of a Super Bowl show, I think you remember it too. As are well we as picking the on the Bills too much right yeah, now? Like, yeah, and then, We're picking on the Bills. The, Sorry, Bills fans. the Dallas fans. Cowboys beat them again the next, anyway. the next year. The, the next, next year. Yeah. Um, okay, Bills. so now here's some that do not involve any of our teams. Okay. okay. Uh, Rams, Patriots, Brady's first Super Bowl victory. Mm -hmm. Okay, in Martin's New Orleans. So you're in New Orleans, which That's is a cool. great time. And then you literally you get to say, like, I saw in person Tom Brady's first ever Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a pretty good one. That's cool. Uh, okay, this one is a strong contender. Sneaky good one that does not get talked about enough. The Steelers Cardinals in Tampa. Tampa has had some great Super Bowl games. That was the uh, the great Santonio Holmes uh, tiptoe catch to win the game. That was the James Harrison 100-yard interception return for a TD with no time on the clock before half. And then you get a little Bruce Springsteen halftime performance. That just was a great game. Larry Fitzgerald running at like, I don't think he's ever ran as fast since then for a touchdown. That was just an all-around great game. Another sneaky good one. You ready for this? Yeah. Rams. Titans. Last play of the game was the tackle by Mike Jones on Kevin Dyson at the one, getting Kurt Warner, who took over for a concussed Trent Green earlier in the season, starting the greatest show on turf. That one was in Atlanta. Well, Phil Collins action at the halftime and Christina Aguilera, double header. That's good. I like that. Just 
really, really great game. I mean, that last play, that might have been one of the greatest, like, last, that ended the Super Bowl. That might be the greatest play to actually have been at to watch. Um, this is another good one. Ravens, Niners, okay? That one had the Ravens get out to the big lead, then Kaepernick and the Niners reeled off 17 unanswered. Brothers as coaches facing off in, again, New Orleans. Okay. I see, I see a trend. I and you had trend. Beyonce at <laughs> halftime, Martin. You had Beyonce at halftime. I see a trend. I'm I just loved saying, Beyonce halftime. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I mean. The greatest Super Bowl city of all time. Uh, I also forgot to mention the Rams, Pats, Brady's first Super Bowl uh, in New Orleans. U2 was the halftime show. All right, but we're all leading to this one. This one's going to involve Tom Brady again. Patriots, Panthers in Houston. That game had no points scored pretty much for the entire first half. They had 24 points scored in the final four minutes of the first half. That that led you right into the Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction uh, yes. halftime show. Uh, all in all, just another really, really great. That was an actual really exciting game like at some point i think the patriots just stopped playing defense and we're like we're just going to keep outscoring uh this team that actually was a shootout jake delome steve smith big time shootout in the second half that was another great one um this one did not take place in new orleans martin another tom brady one in houston pats falcons how could we ignore the comeback the 28 to 3 comeback in houston Lady Gaga halftime performance, final score, 34-28. And um, those are the ones I pretty much have to choose from. If I had to pick from one of those, <sighs> I actually think I would like the, no, I wasn't, I think the Ravens Niners, Kaepernick, uh, 17 unanswered versus the Harbaugh brothers with the Beyonce, Beyonce at halftime in New Orleans might be the one I want to go that to. Was a good Which one. one are you going to? I'm I'm still going to 1993. Jimmy Johnson helps blow out. You got to pick one that's not your Michael Cowboys. Jackson. All Jim. right. All right. All right. All right. Um, yeah, I think I'm with you. I think I would go to the Beyonce one as well. Martin, which one of those sticks out to you? What game would you most like to have been at? I could go over them again in the event because I said a lot of things. Um, I would have to say I'm with Beyonce as well because if I'm going to the Super Bowl, that means I'm going Whole to have experience. to watch. I have to watch yeah. the halftime show, right? Yes. If I have to watch the halftime show, I want it to be Beyonce. Like I want a one name, like top of the line. Beyonce is an A-plus level, A-list performer. Right. Like one of those I could tell my kids, hey, Exactly. I saw Beyonce in concert at the Super Bowl of all places. Like I that, saw Madonna. That. I saw Paul McCartney. I saw Beyonce. Also, I do believe, though, that was the power outage game as well. <laughs> Even better. I think memory. if memories, sir, I don't know. I might need to be fact-checked right. on that. No, I think you are right. Uh, so we got Ravens, Niners, Harbaugh, Harbaugh Brothers going at. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't think like, oh, the Super Bowl you want to go to, you want to go watch Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco, but it really <laughs> was a good game and Kaepernick really rallied them back. And um, yeah, we've got New Orleans and Beyonce at half. Um, all right. I think that was the power outage game. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we are going to do all of our Super Bowl picks and props. Celebrate the 55th edition of the big game with exclusive 55 to 1 odds on FanDuel Sportsbook. And if you've never tried FanDuel before, new users can bet on either team and get 55 to 1 odds when the Chiefs play the Bucks. That's right. You can bet $5 and win $275 if you pick the winner of the big game on February 7th. Just want to let you guys know, I got a little bit of a lean toward the Bucks and Tom Brady. Really, Jerry? Well, of course. Well, I'm leaning towards Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you're telling me as a new user, I can bet $5 and win $275 just by betting on Patrick Mahomes, 
Uh, I think that's a no-brainer. I've been betting football all season long on FanDuel for DFS. It's time to get in on the sports book, which, by the way, is now live in both Michigan and Virginia. It's easy to use, easy to register, easy to deposit, and easy to find your amazing bets. There's a range of betting options, player props, futures. Find whatever bet you're looking for as FanDuel has a ton of options. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today and use promo code WAIVERWIRED to get started. That's FanDuel Sportsbook promo code WAIVERWIRED. Now, Jerry, let's talk about some of our favorite big game props. All right, Jen. It's time. I know everybody's probably got all their picks in already. We might be the last ones to be doing this, but we we want to be right more so than we want to be first. So we're going to go first. We're going to talk about the game, okay? Yeah. As of right Ooh. now, I am going on FanDuel Sportsbook. The line has not changed from when yeah. I've been refreshing it. It is still the Kansas City Chiefs on the road, technically, in a way, uh, for the at the Bucks minus three. So I need some analysis from you. Okay. And I need your pick. All right. My pick is Kansas City minus three. I actually think that Tampa Bay has done a fantastic job in the postseason, but they've also gotten a lot of breaks. Let's face it. And this is not me talking bad about Tom Brady. I, I think this is going to be a competitive game, but I just don't think you can stop the juggernaut that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I think you have to go Chiefs here. And I have ideas about how I think the game's going to play out. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit. Um, sure. But that might come up a little as we go with our props. Um, but no, so, I, I, yeah, I want to, if you have something, yeah, please. So I actually we're here for. think the, the key to this game is, and by the way, I'm also going to take the under on this game. Oh, I'm sorry. Under over 55. So it's moved a point. Half. Darn it. All right. Um, I'm still going to take the under by a hair. Uh, I know that Kansas City has put up no less than 30 points per game in this postseason, except for the one where he went out injured. So I expect them to put up a lot of points, but I think Tampa Bay will only put up maybe like 24. Um, I think both defenses are going to come ready to go. I think, you know, there is an O-line injury to Kansas City. I do think there can be some sacks here. I think that they're going to play them tough, but Kansas City also has a pretty good defense, and I think they're going to be able to put a lot of pressure on Tom Brady, and if he makes mistakes, it's going to be too late. I also think if Bruce Arians can keep his ego in check, I think that they should resist coming out and trying to control the clock and run, run, run. Now, I think they need to have a run game because you can run on Kansas City, and that's part of their game, but I don't think they need to try to keep the tempo slow. I think they need to come out firing and get Tom Brady. I think it's their only chance to stay in this game. They cannot get down in this game. And I don't think that, you know, Kansas city is going to be lazy on the other side. So I think Andy Reed's going to go ahead and let them step on the gas here. Um, I just feel like it's going to be a little different. I know a lot of people think that it's going to be a slow start, you know, under 10 points for the first quarter, absolutely possible. Um, but I think if Tampa Bay wants to win, they're going to come out firing. So, think it's going to be that way but i think the kansas chief kansas city chiefs are ultimately going to come out on top so this is literally uh on one level is going to be such a sad i i we hope it should be a very satisfying game to watch right like we talked many times on this show about the matchups we would have most liked to have just as a viewer as a fan and this was probably top of the list. Like, yeah. And we came to the conclusion a few weeks ago, right before the championship games, like there really wasn't a bad combination. Even if this was, you know, Josh Allen versus Tom Brady, it would still be a lot of fun. But this is the box office home run, right? Absolutely. Uh, and also these have the two quarterbacks most, I think, in the league. You throw Rodgers in there too to a degree, but I do think he's there. Like these are the two quarterbacks that you do not feel comfortable betting against. No. Whether you're betting against not. Mahomes, you get you guess what? Great, you get to go into a game saying I just bet against Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Great, oh yeah, I'm brilliant. Like if the Chiefs go on to win, you you yeah, you'd be like, what? Well, of course I'm an idiot. I bet against Patrick Mahomes, and then you or you could say, hey, I bet against Tom Brady, who has the most Super Bowls of any quarterback, and has pulled off mm -hmm. 28 to three comebacks, and just like has more weapons than maybe he's had since 2008. Like how is that smart? So it really is complicated. Here's the thing that's jamming me up. 
and I can't figure it out for the life of me. And if if this game were truly on a neutral field, right? What's the line, right? Because we all kind of go off the lines of like, oh, okay, if Kansas City and Tampa play on a neutral field, say we think Kansas City is four points better, right? Mm-hmm. So then you always then you would add three points for the home team. They say home field's worth three points, blah, blah, blah. I know I'm saying very like Joe type things. Right. So then what? You're saying that the Chiefs should really only be one point favorites? So is there value in the minus three? Because I'm sorry, I get it. I know it's Super Bowl and there'll be a lot of Kansas City Chiefs there, fan, but like there's no fans really. So the home field advantage portion. Is yeah. really just sleeping in your own bed and being in your own city and not having to travel one bit. But see, that's a big one. I think that's right. bigger than the fans because they're used to playing with fans. So being able to sleep in your own bed, not travel, especially in times of COVID, with all the extra crap that goes along with that, I think that's a huge advantage. So yeah, I think that's why the spread is only three. I think it would be bigger if it weren't. And and honestly, so you think they are factoring in the the, the I do that the Bucks are the the home team like I there's not going to be 40,000 chief fans there screaming I like there normally would be in a regular it. season yeah i do because i think that the spread should be bigger if it was a neutral field i think it would be i think it'd be 5 points okay now we're saying you know all right the chiefs don't have to travel like to sleep in their own bed but now let's be re- i mean the the bucks but let's be real for a minute. It's not like the Chiefs are fucking getting on, you know, a JetBlue flight out of Kansas City, okay, and have to go through security. Like, they're flying on a jet. They're they're getting, you know, they're all getting into a team bus at the airport, a very nice one, I'm sure. They're getting carted over to, like, I'm sure the best hotels in Tampa. And they're getting an checked. It's not like that they're... they don't rest, that they're dealing with, like, their reservations it is a long, yeah. and whatever. It's a long, you've traveled a lot. I mean, I know no, I've I get it. a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot. And then you're not sleeping in your bed. So what if you don't get a good night's sleep? If your bed isn't comfortable, like there's a whole thing. I mean, it's a tiny thing. Maybe when I mean, you're at I that level, I can't figure out but... how much to put, like, I don't know how much to value that. I can't tell if that chiefs minus three, like, am, wow, I'm getting a lot of value with that. Or like, no, the, the, the like it actually, you know, the Chiefs should only the Chiefs should be minus, actually be minus six. It's a great like move for like for the Chiefs because like it's they're only minus three. So I can't figure it out. But Okay, like what thinking, if it was three and a half? If it were three and a half, would you take the Bucks? Not only would I take the Bucks at three and a half, Jen, mm-hmm. I'm taking the Bucks at three. Wow. I'm taking the okay. Bucks at three. All right. I believe this is gonna I, be I'm not opposed to that. I believe this is gonna be a close game. Okay. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm taking those two and a half points that I have and saying, okay, I, I I do think the Bucks have a great chance to win. I would bet them straight, which is kind of the rule, right? If you're going to take mm-hmm. them, you got to believe that they could win outright. And I do, but I do think that this is a one or a two or a three point game. I do. I could totally see that happening. And I feel comfortable with maybe getting a push at, you know, with, with the plus three. So okay. I I am taking the right. Bucks and the home and the home field All right. advantage. Um, again, well, I will be like, it's not a good feeling saying I'm betting against Patrick Mahomes. It feels terrible. I mean, in here's the pit the of thing. my stomach. If, if Patrick Mahomes is getting pressure, he can roll out of the pocket and still make a great play. And they have so many weapons, you know. Okay, so yeah. let's say they double team or double safety, and they're all over Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. We've still got Miko Hartman. We've got Sammy Watkins back now. We've got Byron Pringle if we have to. I mean, like we have depth, depth, depth. We might may or may not have Demarcus Robinson. However, if you put pressure on Tom Brady, he has to stay in the pocket. He, you know, he can he can make room in the pocket, but if you push him out of the pocket, so I'm thinking that Kansas City's defense is going to step up enough. I really think the reason why I'm taking the under, I really think this is going to be more about the defenses than people are right. giving them credit. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think it's going to be a Sewell's good game. Sewell's always have been like that. Like you know, you got yeah. you think that maybe the, everyone's playing it a little cautious, a little tighter, you know. Um, See, I, I, Andy Reid's had two weeks. I push back a little bit on that where like, yeah, I I get the the Chiefs have weapons, but the fall off from Tyree Kill and Kelsey to Hardman, Pringle. Now they do a great job of getting those guys the ball and the chance to succeed. But like, I don't know. I, I don't, I would feel very uncomfortable. It's coming down to those guys, you know, like 
I just don't know if the the Bucks can stop both Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, but I like the Bucks defense a lot better. Although the Chiefs I, have been opportunistic and always yeah. make the play in the big moment, and Spagnolo is and here's such a good coordinator. Chiefs. They can limit the outside receivers. The Chiefs absolutely can limit the outside receivers. So I think this game is going to be a Godwin-Gronk game. And we saw Gronk have 106 receiving yards in Week 12. So I know you love Gronk, and it's been bright lately. But I have a feeling this could be a Gronk game. And I think it's going to be a Chris Godwin game as well. Of course, I would never bet against Mike Evans getting a touchdown, one big long ball. Um, but I think they're going to have to go over the middle to be competitive. And I think that... They make the score maybe lower because they are going to try to to keep the ball on the ground with Leonard Fournette, as we talked right. about. And well, that's going to be Jones good. Yeah, and, that's going to be for some prop talk that we yeah, should have because if you think the back, talk. if you think the running backs are going to factor in a little bit, but only. I think on, I'm choosing the Tampa run game. Although I do, course, I actually yes. like the way Williams has been running the ball. Yeah, like but he's been, Tampa Bay's have been allowing only 85 rushing yards per game in the postseason. I'm, I'm going the. I'm going with Tampa Bay because it's Brady. They're semi at home. I mean, they are. They're at home. I give a tiny, tiny check to the run game mm -hmm. and the defense. Tiniest check. I'm not mm -hmm. saying it's a massive advantage, slight advantage. And I do think the O-line absence for the Chiefs, I don't think it's going to be huge, but it's going to factor in. And, I, yeah, I don't feel 100% great about it, but I will be picking the, the Bucks and playoff Lenny. How do you feel about this prop? Shaq Barrett, first sack of the game. Oh, you want to go first sacks? Okay, what are the odds on that? Shaq Barrett gets the first sack of the game, 550. See, this is, we really are harmonizing. I have, uh, I have three first sack you <laughs> props do? that I like. This is crazy. I this like JPP at plus 650. I like that one too. I like too. Frank Clark at plus 500. He's kind of the favorite, but still, five, you know, you're getting five to one. That's pretty damn good. Sneaky, my favorite one for a sprinkle that you absolutely got to see. And this guy is a beast. Devin White plus 1100. He's been great Catch him lately. on the blitz. You know, uh, that might be lights out. That might be a good one. Okay, I've got your defensive prop. This is the defensive prop y'all are going to play. Plays, pays plus 500. Rashad Breland interception. Whoa. He has Tom Brady's number. He's intercepted in the past two games in a row, and he's got Eye of the Tiger. I think he's going to be all over picking off Tom Brady. And as we've seen, Tom Brady's been throwing picks in the playoffs. Yes. He can't make mistakes. So I'm going Brashad Breeland interception, 500 on FanDuel. Plus 500. Okay. Um, I, I will I will definitely catch a piece of that with you. Of those three I mentioned, mm -hmm. I think I would maybe put a sprinkle uh, a sprinkling on JPP JPP's plus six fifty first one. sack. I agree. And then again, if you want the long shot lotto ticket, like the Devin White plus mm -hmm. eleven hundred, I think is totally possible and capable. Uh, again, these are first sacks, so I mean there right. really is an element of like coin Luck. flip to it. I coin think, flip, literally. You know, I, but um. Okay, so all right. I, I'm I've with got you an on all those. Offensive one that I know you're gonna like. Another one besides Breland. No, offensive, offensive. Oh, offensive. Sorry, there's the defensive. Offensive one I know you're gonna like. Doesn't have a big pay, but I know you're gonna like it. And it's Leonard Fournette over three and a half receptions. What even money? Oh, you're just taking over and it's even money, or it's like one ten no, or something? No, it's like one thirty-five or something. I have to look. All it right, up. It's not I great like it. Pay. It's not great I got, pay, I, but I got. I think I'm it's gonna an easy see... money. I'm going to see your Leonard Fournette over three and a half receptions. I'm going to raise you a Leonard Fournette 100 yards or over mm. plus 750. If it's a mm. tight, low scoring game, like you're saying, yeah, you got to like that. Again, this is a long shot. This is not the that easy. One. That's right. That's a long shot. You could it's do plus 60 plus yards and it's like, e right. you could you do over 60 you and it's even money. money. I want some, I want some lotto odds here. Here's the problem this week. You go to FanDuel and it's like going to a freaking vending machine and you want to pull all the levers <laughs> for all the candy. There's so much candy there. I mean, there's like ridiculous ones, like Jersey numbers under 22 to score the first touchdown. And I'm looking up Jersey numbers. Like what's Chris Godwin's number, you know, like, like he's 18 perfect or whatever, you know, I don't know if yeah. he's 18, but I mean, it's, it's, you can have so much fun. And here's one thing I noticed on FanDuel. So for those of you who are just used to playing regular DFS and, and obviously we can talk DFS till our faces are blue. That's what we do here, but you don't do sports props. They actually have a way. Oh man, this is the slippery slope where you can bet on a player's 
FanDuel points. So if you <laughs> believe Patrick Mahomes is going to go over 25.5 FanDuel points, it's minus 115. And you can do this for Kelsey, Godwin, Evans, Watkins, all of the above. So if you if the only thing you really know is FanDuel points, don't worry. You can wager that way too. I mean, the Mahomes <laughs> one's a lot. I mean, that's like a lot. I don't like to give out locks very often, but and over Tom 25 Brady, fantasy points, barring injury. And Tom Brady, 20.5 FanDuel points over under is 115. See, the Brady one would make me a little more nervous because there's the version of Brady throwing, having a like the Bucks actually being very competitive, but Brady still like stuck at like 185 and a touchdown and a pick, you know? Like, right. I would actually sweat that one a little more. I think mm -hmm. the Bucks have more ways to win without needing Brady to go off. Be perfect. Okay. Whereas Mahomes, it's not even that Mahomes needs to go off. It's just what they do. It's the offense they run. He's the focal point. So uh, I feel a lot more comfortable with that Mahomes. Oh, 25 and a half FanDuel points? Mm-hmm. Minus I mean, 115. You can go over under the odds or either way. I think it would be real weird if Mahomes is under 25 fantasy points. Between the, you know, you got to imagine that, you know, the leg is a little bit better. It's the Super Bowl, so it's not like he's going to stop ru running the ball now. Because like I don't right. want to make sure I'm healthy. It's the Super Bowl. So even if he could still get you, you know, get you 30, 40 yards with his legs, that's three or four points right there. Yeah. I mean, so if you I mean, that's you know, not great. Uh, minus one fifteen. I was huge... looking a lot at does another player throw a time. I don't know why. I just have a funny feeling and I, I don't even know if I could find this bet. There this is a prop. Bet. I found it. I have it's, a feeling Tyree Kill is going to throw a touchdown. Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey is going to throw a touchdown. Look, 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 look. Total players to throw a touchdown pass over two and a half plus 1,000 on FanDuel. I wrote it down. It's plus 1,000? Plus 1,000. So we just need basically play, another player besides Brady or Mahomes to throw a touchdown. Any other player, any trick play. Oh, we're definitely any taking other player, that. Plus 1,000. Put $10 on it. What is it? I hurt? would go as far as to say I think it's going to be Tyree Kill. I think that would be brilliant. I think it would be like a Tyree kill to to Hardman touchdown. I think I think that there's going to be <laughs> – I think Tyree Kill's still going to have a day. I think Travis Kelsey's going to have a day. But I think that Tampa Bay, they got smart in the second half on, in that Week 12 game, and they started playing two safeties. They started double-teaming Kelsey and Hill. They're, they're not going to be able to take them out. Those guys are too good. They're going to be schemed. You know, yeah. Travis Kelsey can run out of catch. But I think – there's going to be a lot of action for Sammy Watkins and Nicole Hardman. And even though they may not be the stars, they're going to be able to scheme them in. And, you know, in week 12, again, Nicole Hardman, because it was so open over the middle of the field, just missed a 90-yard touchdown that actually Patrick Mahomes threw just a little bit behind him. So I'm, you know, for my FanDuel pick of the week, I think I'm leaning Nicole Hardman because you got to play here. Like, obviously, Chris Godman's, Godwin's a play. I think Gronk is a, a you know, a good play as well. Gronk. And Watkins is a great play because I think everybody forgot about him because he's been injured. And, you know, and we've seen Tampa Bay suck versus number two receivers, right? We saw MVS go, you know, get all those yards, right? So they don't do well against the number two receivers. So it's kind of a guess. But I'm kind of feeling like, I feel like Hardman is the handcuff for Hill. Yeah. So if Hill's tied up, then this could be a Hardman game. So that that's going to be my kind of shot in the dark. And... First touchdown, if you want to go crazy, first touchdown, which obviously is a lot harder than any time touchdown. There's a lot of good anytime touchdown props. Anytime I can't, I couldn't even find those. That's how much they stuff there is. They just came I up. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't even they find that's my. Up. Those are my favorite. I was on fire in the championship game with the anytime TDs. Anytime TDs, you know, I like Gronk for 220, Watkins for 210, Hardman for 200, because I like to get like the more pay. Like, I don't want to do safe like yeah, let's, plus 105. It's boring. Oh, well, let's grind it out. Yeah. First touchdown, if you think it could be McCall Hardman or Sammy Watkins, either one of them, plus 1,400. Love it. Love it. Okay. I have a few more I want your opinion on. Um, obviously, I mean, <laughs> Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes is the extreme likelihood of being the Super Bowl MVP. I get it. I got it. It's done. So... If you were going to do a tiny little fraction just to like make, again, lotto ticket, like couldn't you see if it's not one of those two guys mm -hmm. who is like the only other player in this game that could put up numbers that are so demanding that you give him the MVP, okay? Because even if Mahomes has a great game, 
but this th you know this player's numbers are so overwhelming. Tyree Kill plus fourteen hundred. What if we get hit with the two hundred and thirty yard Tyree Kill two touchdown game? Like you can't take that away from him, even though Mahomes will be the one throwing it to him. And he's done that several times this year. Uh, he did it specifically to the Bucs in week 12. Right. touchdowns in the first half. So on almost 300 yards. So specifically, I'm, I'm assuming. They got to double them, right? They have to triple that, them. That's what I'm going for. Because when they came back after the half, like they adjusted. And I'm assuming they've had two weeks. They won't let it happen. That being said, Tyreek Hill's still going to have a good game. I mean, this guy's elite. It's just like saying, oh, no, Devontae Adams is going to get doubled up. And he still had an okay game versus the Bucs. But they can do some action on the number one receivers, which is what I'm kind of looking at out of the side of my eye. Sammy Watkins, so, Nicole Hardman. It's kind of hard to choose, actually. Well, think of it this way, okay? If they are doubling up Tyree Kill, right? Then there to. go his MVP choices. And you have to. You, I mean, I they get have it. have to, yeah. Unless, you know, unless they try something else. I don't know. I mean, you never know. Tabo's, Kelsey's also plus 1,400. So... Can I mean, you stop both of those no, guys? I don't think you can stop. I just think it's more likely if Kelsey has great numbers, Mahomes will then still walk away with the MVP. Probably. If Kelsey has 14 catches for 130 and two touchdowns, you, they would still maybe find a way to give it to Mahomes, deservingly. I'm looking for that Tyree kill. Like, it's a no-doubter. Like, yeah, he will not be denied getting Super Bowl, but it's going to be a quarterback. This is, again, this is lotto, long shot, like, right. like make it exciting kind of thing. Or it'll be like some freakish defensive player that has like a game-winning pick six. Right. Like that, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know. So I'm looking at those two as well. Um, and, and then I have some other ones. Uh, both teams to score on their opening drive plus 600. That's a pretty good one. Well, yeah, I mean, counter, that's a for little the, counter. For the, for the, you know, payout, I mean. Yeah, plus uh, and then um, most receiving yards. Mm. Evans plus 550 can happen. I mean, if they do are successful at slowing Kelsey and Hill down, I, you can make the case for Evans and Godwin. I think uh, Godwin's odds are around the same, slightly better. Tyree Kill's plus 330 actually, you know, don't love those odds for the risk you have to take of him getting doubled up. I think you need the MVP type odds. Um, okay. This is the law. You know, I love the long shots. Okay. And I don't know if he's healthy. So if he's not healthy, you need to tell me. Okay. Antonio Brown. Is he not healthy? We don't know. They're, we don't he's know. He's half practicing and they're watching okay, the forget swelling it. in his knee. So I'm leaving. He's plus 1300. He's plus yeah. 1300 for most yards. Do it at the last do it at the last minute. I don't think he'll get most yards simply because of the He's knee. banged up. Yeah. But yep. there's a prop for Scotty Miller with just over one and a half receptions. Antonio doesn't play. You got to take that plus 140. He He's got to play. Terrell Owens played on a broken they'll, leg. They'll play him some, I'm sure, just because it's the Super Bowl. But I mean. He's got to play. Unless truly he cannot walk. He's we'll got to play. We'll see. Well, I think listen, he'll Jen, probably play. I think these are. I, look, I don't think we could go zero for fifteen from all these props we just talked <laughs> about. I think hit. one of these I will hit. It. So, everyone listening, take these and take what you like. Um, the ones I like the most, I do like that. Um, uh, what did we say? We both like the over two and a half touchdown passes for a, a people players throwing a touchdown. Love that yes. one. It's a crazy uh, one, but we kind of dig it. I like my Devin White first sack. Um, may love my Terry kill for plus fourteen hundred MVP. And uh, Leonard Fournette over three and a half catches. We both like. Love that one. We and then um, Rashad Breland interception. Secret, secret, sneaky, sneaky. Secret, secret. All right, prop Piacenti. Uh, that's gonna do it for us. We will be back post Super Bowl, so we'll we'll definitely unpack some Super Bowl stuff. And maybe even start talking a little basketball and baseball just to till we kind of close it out here at the Waiver Wire podcast. But this has been fun. I am sad. I'm excited for the game, but I'm also very sad that it's the last football game of the season. Uh, yeah. To Cousin Sal, who called us out for basically making it sound like we said boneless wings are better than regular chicken wings. Yeah. Like, go back and listen to the tape, Sal. Maybe you weren't listening close enough. We said... There's no competition, but the problem is 
you could make a bad chicken wing. You can't make a bad chicken nugget. And that's what we were saying, okay? Obviously, a good chicken wing with the right sauce and the right cooked right, it's it's amazing. But you, you could screw that up. You cannot screw up a chicken nugget with some hot <laughs> sauce on it, okay? Man, people on Twitter were angry at us, Jen. You know, that's that's the kind of feedback we need, though, Jerry. It makes us better. <laughs> I'm getting boneless wings for the Super Bowl. I don't Me care too. what anybody says. I Me am. Uh, well, good luck to everybody out there. Uh, and uh, good luck to the Chiefs. Good luck to the Bucks. I, I really don't think we'll be disappointed with any outcome yep. in this game. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week. 